This episode of Says Who is brought to you by you. Yes, you, through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who. Our Patreon, where every Sunday, most every Sunday, pretty much every Sunday, you get an entire bonus episode of this very podcast. If you give it the 5 or $10 a month level, that $10 a month level also gets you a sticker, which I just realized I have yet to design for the month of February yet, so I better get that done. Patreon.com slash says who. I've told you guys about my books now mm-hmm. so many times. So mm-hmm. the only thing I can say is please go to your local bookstore, throw open the door dramatically. Ooh, I, don't I like know, I it. And there's a little bell that rings. And then throw back your arms and go, my God, do you have any books by author Maureen Johnson? And they might be like, I don't know. We got the one. And then you go, give it to me. Give it to me. And then grab it and shake it and start weeping. Go, oh, it's so good. And then say, I can't. I can't take this. Someone else needs it. And then um, uh, set it prominently in the uh, somewhere in the middle of the floor. And then wrap a cape around your arm. Like, do the arm oh. cape thing because you're wearing a cape. Oh, and sure. Go, oh. Like a little then, Dracula cape. Right. The, capula, yeah. the cape exit. And then you run out. Do that at every local bookstore. That's all I ask. Seems great. That's all if, I ask. If that kind of public display of support for Maureen Johnson is uh, maybe not your bag and you would rather buy books on the Internet, but you would like to not fund... Uh, an asshole who goes to space or builds a boat so big that you have to disassemble a bridge, you can go to kickbezosintheballs.org, which will connect you to the Says Who bookshop, which has easy links to Maureen's stuff, my stuff, other stuff. It's a good place to go. Kickbezosintheballs.org. While you're on the internet, who isn't these days? Really, when you think about it. But while you're there... Go to merch.sayswhopodcast.com where you can get Says Who merchandise, including a fun, good run of It's All Around You merchandise. That is our 2022 slogan. It's on stuff at merch.sayswhopodcast.com. It's my birthday. Hey, Dad, it's my birthday. It's time for cake and all the fun. And then the candles on my birthday. I light your beard on fire because it's fun. Oh, dance is fire. Oh, dance on fire. Oh, dance on fire on my birthday. That was a nice callback. Yeah, it was a callback. I sort of remembered how that went. Yeah, you sang that on my birthday. And now it's your birthday. Both times we set your beard on fire. Oh, you know, it's easy. It's very flammable. It's very long. It does look flammable. It, I'm sure that it is. It just looks like but it would go. Maureen, yep. it's your birthday. It yep. says who day. Let's yep. do this. He looks, guys, you can't see it when I do this stupid thing, but yeah. he just has this just resigned look well, when he just goes. Mm. I'm sure that somebody enjoys it, and I'm sure that somebody is you. Yep. Yeah, that's a all. podcast that isn't a podcast. 
It's a coping strategy. I am Dan Sinker. I'm Maureen Johnson. And Dan... It's your birthday. It is. Today, the day that you're hearing this in your ears is Maureen Johnson's birthday. Yep. My birthday comes the same day every year. It's February 16th. Uh, That's how it works. Yeah. It's two days after Valentine's Day, so I always get discounted Valentine's Day candy. That's nice. I get a lot of Valentine's Day adjacent. I have two good friends that are born on Valentine's Day. Okay. And then basically, let me think, about 70% of my friends have birthdays in January. In February. In February, yeah. That's wild. There's a lot of us. There are so many of us that we, when everybody lived in New York, we had one joint party. Wow. And we frequently have uh, like a joint, now we have a joint online party or something. But the yeah. other day, of uh, there were one, there were seven people on the call and five of us were having what? birthdays. Yeah. I think you're the only person I know with a February birthday. It's because if you roll the clock back, then you know where you end up. Where? May. Hmm. The beautiful springtime, like. May showers, if you know what I mean. The frisky month. Yeah. So, so that's why we all roll around in February. Okay. Yeah. Well, thanks for that. I'm just saying. Get out of my head now. Thank you. I'm, that's where we all come from, all of us February birthdays. No. There's like your... a shower of us. Yeah, it is. We used to just. When everybody lived in New York then we would all go to a bar and be and like we would set up little tables in the corner of the room like you could say hi to each one of us. Nice. Just do the rounds. Yeah, just like we would each take a high top and just sort like of... stations of the cross. Yeah. I like Sta- it. Yeah. It well, was it's very... here, do you have any big plans? No. No? A little staying in, watching the TV? Yeah, yeah, pretty much, Dan. Pretty much. Uh pretty much uh uh, the last I had no, I had a birthday in 2020. I was on an island. Yeah, I literally spent that birthday on a tropical island. That's a good time. It was it was good. I I have to admit that my phone has been reminding me of things from this week two years ago, and it has it has sent me into a real spiral. I would say. Mm. Because it feels like I'm getting messages from a hundred years ago. Really wasn't that long ago. Two years ago was not that long ago. And yet I get them. And it is like, when even is this? Who even is this? What is going on here? I, okay. First of all, just a little phone story. Oscar came in yesterday from walking the dog and he had a frown on. Okay. And I said, what's so frowny about? And he said, I dropped my phone outside. And I said, oh, I'm sorry. And then he said, and a car ran over it. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. That is frowny. So a car, car ran over his phone. Now, we were probably, we're, I think we're due for new phones. Okay. We definitely got these phones pre the event. Yeah. Um, they were still fine. We weren't planning on getting rid of them, but a car ran over his. Um amazingly it still works oh well there you go you're fine the screen is the display is he'd cracked his display before just yeah through life it didn't crack it but it did fuck it up it looks really weird but it's still these things are pretty hardy yeah 
a car can run over it and it oh, yeah. still works. So that's not bad. So congratulations on a good build quality. I think it really mostly has to do with the kind of way the weight would distribute over it. Mm. You know, if you were to have dropped it onto like a thing sticking up on the sidewalk, it probably would have busted. But a nice even car tire across the top of it. Surprisingly can I, robust. Can I just say I see a little yellow shirt under the uh Are we wearing gritty? the same shirt again? No, you. that's the gritty shirt you wore last week. Yeah, I was going to wear it today and I was like, I'm not going to I'm going to it's also a little too warm in here. So I yeah. see Dan, it is fucking. Fr- so we had a like 65 degree weekend. Yeah. And then on on Saturday and then it fucking snowed the next day. Yeah. And then it dropped to several degrees below zero. So it has been every goddamn temperature this week. Yeah, we are. Uh... It has been real cold. We are on a quick warm up. I think tomorrow it's supposed to touch 50 here, but uh, it's been real cold. And we, Maureen, have had a window open through it all because the little six year old got COVID last week at school. So this has only been discussed in the bonus episode. Yeah, on this weekend's bonus episode, but might as well get it out this time was Wednesday night sleeping uh it was in the night the 6 year old as discussed before we live in a very small house where there's only two bedrooms the teen has one bedroom and the rest of us are in the other bedroom and uh so if this if the 6 year old is a little bit restless in their sleep um you hear it and he was very restless kind of stuffed up, which isn't totally out of the norm. Um, But usually kind of they settle down. And this was sort of a lot of tossing and turning and uh, sniffling. And I got up a couple of times, had him drink some water, try to get him back down. And finally, he uh, he needed to pee. So we went into the bathroom. Uh, I said, how about you drink some allergy medicine, too? Because it seems like you're, you know, you're stuffed up. And uh Drank the allergy medicine, drank some water afterwards, and immediately vomited everywhere, which was gross and very surprising because that did not seem like what was, you know, how things were going. And also surprising because he is not uh, a very vomity kid. He has been trying to think. I think he has vomited four times in his whole life, and he's six years old. And the most recent time was when he got his vaccine, which was very weird. Uh, just sort of out of nowhere, really gross projectile vomit and a fever. And then, uh, and then it all went down. So this time, you know, he puked and it was, you know, voluminous and gross. And then he had a fever and got him back to bed and was like, well, that sucks. I guess he's not going to school tomorrow. And then I was like, wait a second. The last time he threw up was when he got his vaccine. I've got concerns here. Uh, Previously in the week, we had gotten two in-class COVID notifications, which is the most we've ever gotten since we sent him back to school. And so it was like, there's something weird going on. Additionally, that week, they, uh, as, as I've discussed before, they test all the kids at school on Fridays. And those test results come in over the weekend. So if you tested positive, you would not come into school because you were out. Uh, but on Monday, 
same day we got one COVID notification, I believe. Um, the principal said, because the snows last week, the testing results are late. So uh turned out that there was a kid in his class that didn't that tested positive on Friday, but they didn't know till Tuesday and uh, was in school Monday and Tuesday. And that kid happens to be a kid that our kid plays with at lunch. So we had been keeping him home from lunch. Last week was the first week we sent him back to lunch after winter break. And yeah, got covid uh, so far still. He is the only one in the house with COVID. Uh, You're all still testing negative. Yep. Great. Uh, I tested today because I was feeling a little bit weird, but uh, I think that was mostly because Janice and I are sleeping in the living room and uh, on the floor, and that's not the best night's sleep. And so, and also it was very dry. So uh, I think I just had a, a headache. But yeah, I, I posted uh I posted a negative today. Everyone else was negative yesterday. Um but yeah, it he had a really high fever on the first day and then two days of kind of mid to low range and hasn't had a fever since. Uh seems fine. So, you know, we are hopefully over the hump. We have all been wearing masks in the house. Except when we're asleep, that's part of why we're sleeping in a different room. Uh, eating in shifts so, so that he fun. can be maskless and we can be maskless at separate times. Uh, it's, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's yeah. a lot. A quick side note. Uh, this Saturday was supposed to be the mandatory fun uh, among us party we're gonna postpone that yeah so that dan doesn't just start crying yeah it just there's a level of uh needing to have a brain to plan something like that that i don't have i think everybody's going to be okay with that everyone wants yeah. dan to be okay but i'm glad to hear he's he's doing his little dance at night again yep back to dancing okay. he has okay. a lot of energy has a lot of energy. The way uh, COVID works now, he is going back to school tomorrow. Great. Yeah. Uh, we are going to keep him uh, home from lunch for the duration of the week. Uh, he actually, they have a short week this week because there's parent-teacher conferences. So they have Friday off and then Monday is, I think, President's Day. So they have that off. At that point, he's well outside the 10-day window. So, uh, but yeah, we're going to, we're going to keep him back because he, like, he could sit there with a mask off and eat lunch, which seems wild. But that's the world we live in now, where five days is your quarantine time. You seem better than you certainly are better than you were over the weekend, which makes sense. Obviously, Yeah, I mean, the, the further we get down the yeah. line, the less it feels like we're all going to get it, you right. know. Um, I have talked to a lot of people at this point, um, some of whom their kid got it and everyone got it, some of whom their kid got it and nobody else got it, some of whom there was a mixture of the two. Like It all feels fairly random, though certainly most of the people who were like, yeah, my kid got it, and then everyone in the house got it. I'm like, did y'all mask? They're like, no. You know, so uh, you know, we're doing everything we can. But uh, yeah, it's wild. Uh, let me tell you... I had a, I had quite a conversation with the principal of the school yesterday. I'll tell you that much. 
uh, because we discovered that they never sent a notification to the class about the little one's COVID case, which they're supposed to do. And uh, in trying to figure out why that was, like, was it a policy change? Is it, did we not do something? Were we supposed to register this case in some official capacity beyond telling the school nurse and the principal and the teacher? Like, what was there something we we're supposed to do we didn't know? Uh, turns out he forgot. <laughs> Which... I mean, okay, it's terrible. And also at the same time, the running a school during COVID is like, yeah. I honestly can't imagine. No, totally. You know, I mean, they have a, an incredible amount going on. They are doing at at that school and at this district, they're doing more than most, you know. But um, it did make me realize. So first of all, instead of just saying like, oh my gosh, we forgot. There was a good half of the morning spent uh, either answering one question from an email, but not the other, or uh, really kind of vaguely misinterpreting the question. So it was just one of those like, holy fuck, how many times do I need to rephrase this till you will actually tell me what happened here? Uh, so that was a lot of fun. But yeah, it turns out they forgot, which of course for me, I go, well, what else have you forgotten? <laughs> like how often is this a, a thing? Uh, so, yeah, we had to have a whole conversation on the telephone. <clears throat> Dan. Mm -hmm. Certainly right now, I am confronting a lot of the mental fog. Yeah. That two years of uh, quarantine and news, etc. Like, I'm just realizing that I'm fogging out a lot. Yeah. Certainly a lot of people do that. I'm like, it's time to actually take control of this situation, Maureen. Sometimes I wasn't taking control of it because I was too fogged out to take control of it. Mm -hmm. um, just lack of focus, just lack, you know, like, because there's always something crawling over, over the edge of the, like, it's like you're going to look up and see a little claw coming over the side of the monitor. Like, here yeah. I am. I'm a monster. Um but so much of it now is this just truly it is like a fog. Like I'm looking out, I'm on the side of a like a of a of a bay. And yeah. I know that there's an island out there. But and I see a beam every once in a while I'll shoot past, but I can't figure out where the fuck the beam is coming from. It's being <laughs> refracted all over the place. And it's because everybody's doing something different. Yeah. So some people are in kind of full quarantine. Some people are in kind of a lot of quarantine. Some people are masking. Some people aren't. And some people aren't doing anything. Like they're just right. absolutely and have been. I, I haven't been in a restaurant in two years. And some people haven't been out of one in two years. Like I, right. it's nothing. So nothing. when nothing makes sense, me, and I'm not even someone that's working in healthcare that's going into work every day and just seeing utter insanity, yeah. you know. Just, but just trying to make basic sense of it. Yeah. Takes so much computing power. Oh, yeah. It's like I'm minting fucking Bitcoin in my head. <laughs> I'm just got a brain full of NFTs, just a whole lot of worthless, expensive nonsense. I mean, the thing that was really striking to me as somebody who has followed this whole thing very closely 
tries to keep up on, you know, latest information and guidance and, you know, is in groups that have been, you know, of doctors and scientists and shit like that that have been active since the beginning of the whole fucking pandemic. Um, the realization when I was staring at a positive test that I had no fucking idea what to do next. And the amount of still really not knowing fucking anything uh, now that we are now coming up on a week of all of this, like the amount of information, like I turns out no one really knows how long you're infectious. Seems best I can tell. Nobody can nobody will definitively say that. And not even just because Omicron is different than Delta is different than than, you know, or the original recipe or whatever. But like even with those ones, the guidance is extremely vague, you know, like the best I've seen is you are actually infectious before you test positive, which is great. And that would explain a whole big reason why we're as fucked as we are. Um, But uh, then it's like. Maybe it's a few days. Maybe it's a week. Maybe it's more. Who knows? You can still test positive on a PCR test for 90 days, it turns out. Uh, But you are not infectious for that period of time. You know, we've been trying to figure out, like, how long do we need to be doing masks in the house? You know, and it's like, who knows? Just, you know, just go for the vibes, I guess. Um yeah, just the amount of mental energy that I have had to put in to figure out what are systems and best practices and what should we be doing with this, that, and the other. Like, I've read every fucking page on the CDC's website, and they're not that helpful, you know? And it's just, it is wild how much this far into it, how little easily available reputable decent information there is like to some degree it makes sense to me why people keep landing on weird fucking you know wacko sites and advice you know because that at least comes across as being well here's what you do (laughs) you know like eat this horse paste it's like okay cool you know um yeah everything else is very very squishy it's fun you look better. Do I? I do like that. I look better? You look more, less like all your teeth are going to fall out. Oh, speaking and- of which, the little one's tooth fell out yesterday. Oh. Yeah. He was asleep, called out. I had to reorient myself, put a mask on, go into the bedroom. That's how we do now. Uh, and he was sitting there going, my tooth's out. Because he's had this fucking tooth hanging by a goddamn thread for weeks now. Weeks now, finally, in the night, came out. When I was a little kid, I had a loose tooth like that for a while. And my dad was trying to figure out how to get it out. And finally, he said, I don't know why he thought this would work. Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, this is a terrible plan. He said, I know it'll get it out. Bite down on my finger. Now, I think he thought I was going to kind of gently tested against i don't know why he thought biting his finger would do it. like instead of say a carrot or anything else but he said bite on my finger and i said and your dad my dad told me to do it so i fucking did it i bit his finger real hard he's yeah. like oh my god and i said you told me to bite your finger and to this day he still says says like remember that time you bit my finger i'm like you told me to bite your finger <laughs> 
You said, yeah, what about I my finger? A, I bit your finger. I think I would have been far more invested in trying to get it out this week because it really was like just like this snaggle tooth sticking out every single direction. But the whole uh, putting my fingers into his COVIDy mouth was uh, was a real mm-hmm. deterrent there. So just kind of was like, it'll happen eventually. And it did. We used to just have, we had a whole phase in our lives where our teeth just would just fall. Mine still do that, though. Yeah. You know how I have teeth made of sand. Yeah. I regularly spit out a tooth. It's usually when I travel. Oh, that's nice. I once, let's see, the last time I spit out a tooth, I spit out pieces of teeth all the time because they're so broken. really nice. But the last time I actually coughed up a tooth, like, oh, there's Mm. a tooth in my palm was I was on a plane going to Texas and we were just landing and we were just getting there and it was like, boop, ah, oh, crap. And then I put my tooth in my, more than once, Dan, I have landed in a place and had to put my tooth in my pocket. Now, usually it's a crown that's popped yeah. off of a, but they fall so, off constantly. So. Well, that's, this has been Tooth Talk with That's Maureen. why if you could buy my books, That'd be great because I spend all of my money. The one thing I invest in heavily now is a very fancy dentist. Yeah. And this guy is the shit. This guy does the right things. I'm going to go to a dentist one day. And they are going to say, well, it's time to mortgage your house. Is my fear. This dentist is such a step up from the one, the super conservative one back in Philly that kept yeah. a picture of the burning twin towers at the end of the at the end of the chair. Yeah. And when would fill your mouth with cotton swabs and then tell you how the, the health care act was designed to kill senior citizens and would yep. play Rush Limbaugh in the background. Yeah, it's nice. That guy. Yeah. I spit out a lot of his crowns. Yeah, I I had a I I think I've mentioned the dentist that i had in my 20s who had no hygienists so you had to hold the tools as they worked as he worked in your mouth um he would often have to take uh phone calls from his bookie because mm. he was a big horse race guy and uh there was blood on the ceiling of his dental office and uh it turns out all of the work that he did in my mouth was uh not good this guy that I'm describing, though, is a beloved community dentist. He just had a whole write-up on him for his wow. 95th birthday in the local paper. I mean, this guy did the dental work on our whole family. Like every, but my, my mom, who is a nurse who knows a good doctor, she's like, I don't understand. He did the dental work on everyone. I was like, he's a weird old crank. He's a weird old red hat, right-wing nut job who was probably well up to speed with the best dental practices of 1955, but never went past that and is an absolute goddamn lunatic. At 95, is he still? He's still practicing. Oh, boy. I think he's, oh, no, he's not. He may have shut down his practice, but his son is also a dentist. Okay. So I think he's working in his son's lab, maybe making molds or like whatever it is that they do in the lab, like making molds or something. He's doing that. To be fair, here's the thing. I think it's great that people, and he loves dentistry. So I'm like, I think it's great that you do whatever you love as long as you want to do it. Like I have no trouble with anybody being 95 and doing stuff. Yeah. I think that's awesome. I have problems with the fact that this guy is a fucking right wing crank lunatic. Sure. 
And I spit out a lot of crowns because he's like, ah, I don't do fancy dentistry. I just do practical. He's a very practical dentist. <laughs> ah. Whereas the guy I go to here in New York looks like impractical a hipster. Dentist. Oh my God. No, very practical, but very precise, very soft-spoken hipster. The neatest man in the entire world. Everything in the office is white. Floor to ceiling. Yeah. It looks like the set of 2001 A Space Odyssey. He only plays like jazz. And it's absolutely white cabinetry, white wall, like beautiful, soothing, everything. I hate the jazz. It's like all Girl from Mephiana, which is a song I hate. But I'll tell you what, this guy's work, very precise. Maureen Johnson. You don't want to just do tooth? You just don't want to do tooth talk? I just keep remembering that it's your birthday. Mm. Spoiler alert. COVID fucked me up in figuring out a birthday present for you. I don't need no birthday gift, Dan. I was all, I was on it. And then like literally everything in my whole life has been turned upside down in the last week. Oscar gave me a really fancy gift. Ooh, what? Oscar and I are real hit and miss with gifts. Like your birthday is, is as we are recording this, your birthday has not happened yet. So how have you already gotten the gift? Well, he ordered it. I know it's on its way. Okay. Sometimes we give each other like really nice, fancy things. And sometimes uh-huh. we give each other like, here, I got you a pencil. Like, it's just very, yeah, we don't, we're not one of, we're not the kind of people that are like, ah, we have to do something extraordinary. Like we kind of go whatever. Yeah. Um. So, so what's your fancy gift? He's getting me something called remarkable, which is oh, a, yeah. a tablet. He says it's the best paper like tablet. Because as he, if you look around, and I don't know if you can see this, my whole desk is full of paper. Yeah. Like it's just papers everywhere. And Oscar has noted my many, many papers. And the fact that I'm always like, so he's like, what if I got you a really fancy, you can write on it like it's paper and then it just stores it somewhere. And I'm like, isn't that just like an iPad? He's like, no, this is a really nice one. Yeah, I know a bunch of people that swear by their remarkables. I'm excited. Yeah, they're they're pretty cool. My favorite technology that is, I guess it is actually pretty ubiquitous now, but I feel like it's never actually reached its full potential as e-ink, which is what those things are. Right. E-ink is the coolest. He he says this is a great one. Seems yeah. real fancy. I was like, you bought the well, nicest. Fun. My favorite gift he ever bought me was a lab- was a label printer. <laughs> well, that's good. I, you, are you going to get some nice food at least? Oh, yeah. Come we'll on, do- I'm living vicariously <clears throat> through you, we'll do- I'm walking yeah. around. I, literally, the time that we are recording is my mask-free time. That okay, is the okay. world that I'm living in now. I'm living vicariously through Maureen Johnson, birthday girl. All right, I'll make you. We're going to get. We get takeout twice a week. That has been our procedure since the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah. Um. So I get to choose it tomorrow. Yeah. So I get to pick it. We usually, we always discuss it, but I was like, can I just pick it on my birthday? And he said, sure. So I'll just pick it. Um, I don't want to get it. I'm kind of, you know, it's fine. Popeyes. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to get. And, um, well, it's supposed to be almost 70 degrees on Holy crap. Friday. On Friday. Yeah. So what I, I we suggested that Oscar he has 
PTO to take. So he's, why don't you take like a half day? We'll get in a cab. Yeah. Go to Central Park with the dog. I like it. And we'll have like a spring day. Well, that's nice. Walk around. Maybe we'll have like a glass of wine. I at the like little this. outdoor cafe at the park. Yeah. Hopefully on a Friday after, hopefully on Friday afternoon, it'll be less crowded than it will be over the weekend. However, it yeah. is going to be like almost 70 degrees. Yeah. It's going to be one of those days where everyone comes out. That's all right. That's oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. So we're going to have a little mini half vacation day. Oh, that is great. That's us doing a lot. That's, that is nice though. That's really nice. That's like our day out is, you know, hopping in the cab with the dog and going up to Central Park. I have, uh, been to Central Park a number of times when I'm in New York, but uh, I always think about one time we were, uh, me and, uh, who is now a teenager, but I think at the time was in, you know, first grade or something, uh, and Janice, we went to New York over like Thanksgiving week, went to New York, and then we went to our friends in Philly for actual Thanksgiving Day. And it was cold, but not too cold. And we were uh, walking around in Central Park, and we ended up at the chess, like one of the areas you can play chess. Mm -hmm. And there was no one else there. And uh, at that time, uh, he was super into chess. I think he was in the chess club at school. So we were like, well, this is fun. We can go get, like, you just had to walk into this little joint and get pieces so we set up we were playing chess and then a south korean tv like crew came walking up and were like hey we're filming a travel documentary about new york can we film you guys playing chess and so i said sure and i've always wondered if in south korea somewhere there is a show where me and my now large then one time small child are sitting there playing chess did I ever tell you, Dan, about the time I accidentally starred in a full episode of a Food Network TV show? Um, no, somehow you've managed to leave this out. <laughs> Dan, this was a while ago. This was probably, I don't know what year this was, mid-2000s. Okay. I, I always wanted, I, I, I watched a lot of food TV shows, and then someone... I knew had a connection to a producer that said, hey, we need some audience members for a food TV show. Would you like to be in the audience? I was like, sure. I'd like to yeah, see how you shoot fun. one of those. And it was this show that didn't make it. It was just this Dave guy that had a show for a while. I don't know what the fuck he was. Dave eats food. It was kind of like he had been a Yale student who had a blog about food and somehow they're like, great, you're a white guy. Let's have a show. Yeah. And so uh, I had to bring one other person. I brought my friend, John. I was like, hey, John, you want to come to this thing with me? And do you want to be in the audience? It's going to be at the Brooklyn Brewery. And I think we're going to get to like try the food out or something. He's yeah. like, sure, what the fuck? Why not? So we rock up to the Brooklyn Brewery that day. And I'm waiting to see the line of people to get in for the show. We're going to be the audience. And I look around and there's no line. Hmm. And I was like, huh, that's weird. So I go inside and it's just like two guys and a crew. And I said, okay. oh, where's the, uh, where does the audience go? And they go, oh, um, so this show is called like Davey's Food or whatever it is. And so the theme of this episode is Brooklyn Brewery Picnic. And so you're going to play the role of two of Dave's best friends. Oh. 
along with Dave's actual best friend. He's like, hey, I'm Dave's best friend. And so I was like, what's this now? So the whole episode was just the four of us. Me, Dave, Dave's actual best friend, and my friend John Vorwald, who was looking at me going, what's happening right now? How, how, how dare you? He just kept looking. And so I was like, so I was like, this is hilarious. So we filmed all day. Mm-hmm. Somewhere out there, there's a Food Network special about this Brooklyn Brewery picnic that you will just see me there. And there's like, okay, here's the shot of you guys coming in to meet your best friend, Dave. And we had to, there's all, multiple shots where we had to keep trying the food. They're like, okay, just put the food in your mouth again. I remember it was watermelon feta salad. We had to keep drinking the beer because they they gave us a tour of the brewery and they kept they're like, okay, try the beer again. Try this. So we were now drunk on a TV yeah. show. Yeah. Um, it is out there somewhere. And then throughout it all, my friend John is whispering to me, I'm going to get you for this. I was like, this is the funniest thing that's ever happened. So the name of the show yeah. is Good Deal with Dave Lieberman. That's right. Yeah. Season one, episode seven, Brewery Picnic. Does it Dave say when packs it- up fresh tasting, healthy, hearty foods that go well with a picnic at the Brooklyn Brewery. Mm-hmm. That's off of the Food Network site. It does not actually have video. Oh, I don't think you can get I don't think you can get good deal with Dave Lieberman. Also, no shade on Dave Lieberman, but he looked super high the whole day. I think he was baked out of his mind. So now I'm looking at the IMDb page for it. Came out June 11th, 2005. Wow. Uh, there's not much in here, though. Yeah, that was me. Man, now I'm going to YouTube. We're doing so this. So this. this was no background. This was me. So they're like, okay, so eventually. So it's just the four of us. It's out there, you guys. Here we go. Good deal with Dave Lieberman. Didn't even have to finish brewery. Let's see. It's an ad. Oh, no. Yeah, no. Not coming up. Uh, no one cared enough about Good Deal with Dave Lieberman to even put it up on YouTube. <laughs> he just seemed like a very nice, slightly baked college student who had stumbled into a Food Network show. Truly. Nice guy. Perfectly nice guy. Not a good show. Man, it's not. There's not a lot on YouTube. Oh, it was not memorable. Yeah, but now I really want to see baby Maureen. Just drunk on TV. Pretend, I went to the pretending Brooklyn Brewery once. to be that guy's friend. And I like beer. And I had a beer there that I was like, this literally tastes like a cat peed in it. And I've never really, it was so gross that I it kind of turned me off from eating, drinking beer from the Brooklyn Brewery. I'm sure that a cat had not peed in it, but boy. It did not did not, not sit great. well with me. It has a very nice big kind of beer hall space. Yeah. And the last time I was there, it was because John Hodgman said, hey, would you like to come down and play trivia for... Oh. Yeah. Oh, last yeah. time I was there. Yeah. After the time I was on that Food Network show. Uh-huh. Oh, my friend John Hodgman invited me to come do trivia. Uh-huh. Well. Well. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, fancy pantsy. I'll have you that I know that I get to not wear a mask in my house for the next hour. Oh, you know what, Dan? You were on the Colbert Report. (laughs) I was. It's true. That was a long time ago. Everything feels like a long time ago. Okay. Can I just back up here? Are we talking about news? I don't think so. Good. Great. Yeah. Uh, I just don't have the mental capacity for it Mm. at all. But of all of the things that fucked me up, the thing that fucked me up the most was yesterday. My phone prompted me with a like, remember two years ago. So yesterday would have been Valentine's Day. Yep. Uh, In 2020. I was not at home for Valentine's Day 2020. I was in Los Angeles. And on the 14th of, uh, I had been working a job the whole week. Uh, I gave myself two days after that work to just sort of enjoy warmth for a minute. On the the 15th is when I met up with Akila and we went to Disneyland and literally had the last good day. Uh, but on the 14th, I just spent the day by myself I went to see a piece of art that I have wanted to see for a few decades of my life uh, that was at LACMA. So I saw that. I went to another kind of weirdo museum and I ended the day on the Santa Monica Pier watching the sunset. And I like doing that because the Santa Monica Pier is the end of the highway route 66, which begins in Chicago at the, uh, corner of Adams and Michigan. And so when I go there, I think about the fact that like, if I just followed this line back, I'm back where I'm from. And then here I am. And I like watching the sunset done a few different times. I kind of take it as like a little meditative moment to think about kind of the path that I've been on. And like, and so my phone prompted me of all these pictures of the sunset. And I'm like, Jesus, like it literally felt like, an entirely different person. Like I, I remember it really vividly, like thinking about, cause I'd like done a bunch of stuff that week and it felt really good and positive about the future and what was going to be happening and blah, blah, blah. And boy, that was all fucked up. Wasn't it? <laughs> like, like I, now it's like, God, that was a, that was decades ago. Yet somehow it was only two years ago. When we were on the Island for our vacation, right before this all happened. I've said before that one of the people there at the hotel that we were at was a doctor that we were sitting with next to one night who just got this weird look in his eye. And as he had it sipped from his, you know, colada, he just looked at us and said, people have no idea what's coming. We're like, (laughs) and he said, no, seriously, I, people don't know what's coming. We were like, yikes. Sounds like we're going to have a dicey couple of weeks. (laughs) yeah we're so yeah i remember going on a little taco crawl Mm. uh with a friend of mine that whenever i'm there we go walk around eat tacos for an evening and uh another friend went with us and he had been heavily involved in setting up some kind of informal information networks of people sharing stuff about covid as it was you know cutting through china was at this point it had not hit Italy right like so it was really still sort of like we're hearing this stuff and I just remember going on that 
like walk around and him kind of talking about it and being like, this feels like maybe a thing I should be worried about, but I'm going to just eat some more tacos. We are definitely in the phase now, Dan, where the Titanic sunk and we are all, we all made it, but we're floating on things (laughs) and we're sort of looking around like, we're like, oh, I got this door. I got, you know, whatever. I'm floating here on a piano. Um, Anyone know where that boat, that boat's coming. It's uh, real. Any minute now, we're going to be getting on that boat. I'm sure. I'm sure. Dan, it's we just are, right here. We are at the part. And I I said that in a, I know I said that in a weird way because it's not like COVID doesn't have an end. Right. It has a kind of splinter at it. Just everything fragments at the end and we float off on different yeah. bits of ice before we, t- I don't know what the metaphor is. I'm trying to make a visual here, but there's no like, there's not like a line that we pass through at the end of a marathon. It's just that at some point we transition and we choose how to trans. And this is all part of the brain fog thing of choosing how to, for example, next month we're going to be doing a little bit of traveling. Yeah. I'm going to be doing it very carefully. Yep. Because I realized I'm like, at some point these two things have to happen. So I have to go to Arizona Oh, for, for a weekend. Okay. And then to England. I knew about the England. Oscar also has to travel abroad for work to a different country. Yeah. It's a lot. It's because the bottleneck opened up. Right. So things that we had planned and moved and planned and moved. Like this trip to England, my ticket has, this is the fifth time I've booked the <laughs> same ticket. This is one ticket I bought last year and have moved five times. That is amazing. I have not purchased five tickets. This is a ticket that I was going to travel on last July. Yeah. That Virgin has been like, you want to move your ticket again, huh? Okay. <laughs> like, they just let you move it. They just let you move it as many times. And so I've thought a lot about this and just how many measures I'm going to take. So, uh, spoiler, all of them. Um, but how we do things, we just do them with by taking all the measures that we can. Yeah. You know, I know that sounds very obvious, but at some point, like I've been talking to my mother about when she goes back out in the world and she's like, I've kind of decided that because they haven't gone any shopping, right? no in-person shopping since Omicron hit. She hasn't been inside a grocery store. She hasn't been inside of anything. Yeah. She said, I've decided that at the end of this month, I'm going to go back to the grocery store. Obviously with two masks on, she's super careful, but, She's going to go back to the grocery store. Yeah, but I mean, I think the thing that the thing that this week has been hard on is for me is no matter how careful you are, mm-hmm. it can get <laughs> like, in. Yeah, you know, like for us, it's like man, fucking three days. He was in school at lunch and managed to get it, you know, like, and a whole bunch of things had to just go wrong. You know, like, I mean, that was in talking to the principal. He was like, I can assure you that 99% of the time things are working right. And I'm like, yeah, well, just so you know, it sucks to be that 1%, you know, and it's, it's true. But at the, at the same time, like I have definitely come to terms with like, we could not have been any like, yeah, you couldn't have been. But yeah, I, it's, it's funny because there is so much narrative of how we're, you know, we're coming down from this and like, yet at the same time, like, I mean, 
literally the little one got COVID the day that the governor of Illinois announced like, we get to go maskless at the end of the month. And it's like, cool, cool. Everything's cool. Dan, would you like Mm. a piece of good news? I would love one. Well, I know we said we were going to do news, but I'm going to do one news. I would love a piece of good news. This is a little UK US news. Ooh, okay. This was breaking just as we started to record. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Um, Content note. I'm just going to say the words sexual assault survivor and thriver. Yeah. Uh, That's it. No details. Don't worry about it. It's going to be fine because it's all good news because Prince Andrew has decided after losing every single bid to try to get out of weasel out of a court case with survivor and thriver Virginia Dufresne about uh, she was trafficked to him. With through Jeff- Jeffrey Epstein and decided to, she couldn't get any, like he can't go to jail, but she t- was going to take him to court. He tried to say things about her. He tried to punt it, but he couldn't. Today they have settled. Yeah. He, he has to pay her. He has to pay charities for survivors and thrivers. And he had to stop saying bad things about her and say that she's an incredibly powerful person who survived a lot. And that he did, he shouldn't have hung out with uh, Jeffrey Epstein. Well, there you she, go. She gets everything. He gets nothing. And um, she doesn't have to go through the trauma of court. I love all that. She gets That's everything. Awesome. She gets a hundred percent. She gets everything and he gets nothing. And I love it. I love it. In other court settlement news, families of people killed at Sandy Hook Elementary School way back in 2012, just got $73 million from Remington. Love it. Gun manufacturer. It's the largest agreement of its kind involving a gun maker and people who suffered at the hands of their fucking shit that they make. So love it. Chalk a little bit up for people getting. Yeah. Hey, it's a good day. Right. For for victims, uh, survivors, and thrivers getting uh, justice and taking money from bad actors. Yeah, I like Let's that. Hear it for that, I do I, like that. I like it a lot, Dan. Yeah, I right. don't like any of those things happen, but I love those fuckers losing money. Yeah, and having to uh, suck it. Sounds like sounds right to me. Yeah. By the way, have you heard that sound in the background the whole time? No. That's my stomach growl. <laughs> Hungry. I didn't have lunch yet, so my stomach the whole time has been like burble, burble, burble. Uh, it's not, it's not, uh, not strong enough to pick up on the mic. So we got it's, that going for us. It's really, ki- it's starting to really kick in. So I think at All some right. point it's not well, going to be avoidable. We're you're wrapping gonna, up. You're going to hear it. Says who? Burble. Is made possible by you. Burble. Through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who our Patreon, where every Sunday you get a bonus episode of this very podcast. Did you know that we've done like 110 of those at this point? Like we've done, we've done a healthy podcast number of bonus episodes Mm. at this point. I think it's more than 110. Again, Dan, there were days that we did three. Yeah. 
Anyway, you get that if you give it the $5 a month level. And you also get that if you give it the $10 a month level. But at that $10 a month level, you also get a sticker in the mail every month. And they are great and fun and a little bit of joy in your mailbox. You can sign up for those things at patreon.com slash says who. Our theme music is performed by Ted Leo. Our logo is designed by Darth. You can contact us at says who podcast on Twitter you can email at hey, that's H-E-Y at sayswhopodcast.com. You can join the discussion on Facebook at slash group slash sayswhovians. Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard. And if you want to join the fan-run Discord server, you can go to tinyurl.com slash Discord. Please spread the word, subscribe, leave stars and reviews on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And you can join us next Wednesday, February 23rd. This month of February is almost done, Maureen. Mm. I mean... Almost done. I, I don't accept that. I'm okay with it. I'm okay. This month has been enough. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. But it is your birthday. I don't want to I don't want to end it on a bad note. Look at this. It's Maureen's birthday. Yeah. It's good. It's your fine. birthday. Yeah. Look at how fun that is. It's fun. It's super fun. Mike birthday is really grumbling like crazy. It's sandwich time for Maureen Johnson. I'm going what to have. Gonna what are you going to eat? English muffin with a little hummus on it. Mmm. It's a good time. It's a you know pretty standard midday fare. Is that a normal Johnson lunch there? Sometimes with a little cup of soup with it. Yeah. A little cup of soup. A little like that. English muffin with a little hummus mm. on it. That's pretty standard fare, Dan. I like an English muffin and I like hummus. Well, can I tell you the funniest thing that happened this week? Yes. During our lockdown. So, like I said, the we discovered that the that the little one had covid uh in the middle of the night, Wednesday mm-hmm. night. So, you know, into Thursday morning. And uh technically policy is if if your sibling has COVID, but you don't have any symptoms and you test negative, you can just go to school. And the teen was like, I am not going to school. <laughs> like, no, that's not happening. And we were like, that's fine. And on Friday as well, he was like, I'm not, I am not doing this. And we were like, that is totally fine. Just write your teachers, get your homework. And so then at like midday, he was like... <laughs> Oh, I just ordered a bunch of food from the pita place. <laughs> we were like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? He's like, oh, yeah, I door dashed it. And he just ordered himself lunch. Like, just got pita and hummus and <laughs> shawarma sandwich. Like, <laughs> I said to Janice, I was like, I feel like we have a roommate. <laughs> like, hey, I got myself some lunch. You guys if you're the bell, let me know. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> we're in lockdown and he's just there living his best life ordering DoorDash <laughs> man if I could if that existed when I was a teenager and I could just oh man apparently it it uh, at the high school he has never done it at the high school but there are kids that order like Uber Eats and DoorDash at oh lunch. my god and uh, they actually used um, Omicron as an excuse to shut down kids ordering delivery because uh, apparently, apparently it had gotten to be a real problem. That's and, amazing. Uh, yeah. 
but it is. But yeah, he was just like, oh yeah. And it was like, he was acting like he just, oh yeah, that thing, a uh, DoorDash. I, he's literally never ordered food. <laughs> it was just like, okay. I think he was just like, whatever, I am hunkered down. I'm going to make the best of it. And he before, did. Before I online jealous. delivery services, I, I people that grew up in New York always told me stories of ordering McDonald's delivery for lunch yeah. when they were in high school. It was like a thing. They're like, yeah, McDonald's will totally bring you a bag of McDonald's. Our across-the-street neighbors get McDonald's breakfasts delivered a lot. Wow. And one time the delivery person accidentally delivered it to our house, and it took a lot in me to be like, actually, you're supposed to be putting that over there. Because I was like, I could eat a McDonald's breakfast right now. And I don't even like those people. I'll eat their breakfast. We got our neighbor's sandwich once by delivery. We didn't know who, they just left it for us. It was just a sandwich on our doorstep. Mystery sandwich. And it was fresh and hot and like, like the, the delivery guy wouldn't not, he was like, here you go. And we were like, but, and he just like, here, sandwich. <laughs> so we, we, it was no indication of where it was supposed to go or anything. We're just like, we're just get a sandwich now. So we just kind of put it on the counter and looked at it like, what are we going to do with the sandwich? It's the New York magic sandwich. It just lives with us now. Like neither of us, I couldn't eat it because it had meat on it. I was like, you want to eat this sandwich? And Oscar's like, I ate already, but what kind of sandwiches? I'm like, I don't know. It's just some sandwich that showed up. <laughs> Eventually, did a neighbor knock on the door and no. be like, do you have a sandwich? No. So it just lived on your counter? Well, we put it in the fridge. Okay. And we just kind of looked at it. I guess we were kind of like, someday someone's going to come for this sandwich. So I guess we got to keep it. <laughs> it's like a stray dog. Kind of. Like <laughs> well, the, hold on to this until its owner comes. This, it's it doesn't like this, have a collar. The sandwich that came to stay. You know, like, I don't know. Is this your sandwich? What kind of sandwich is it? Whose sandwich is you this? You put it in the freezer. It's been there for years now. You're just you want waiting. This sam- hey, you guys. Is this your sandwich? Hey, anybody anybody lose a sandwich here? Like hey, three guys. years ago. Yes, we kind still of have it. Can you describe the sandwich? Maybe I might have your sandwich. I don't know. Well, from my basement. Oh, we're done. We're done. In Chicago. And we managed to really not talk about news. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't. I, I have to give us a little crown. Oh. Because before my life turned upside down, the news gave us a just really built for says who discussion we did not even for one moment discuss the fact that Donald Trump was found by White House staffers flushing paper down the toilet. We'll do a, we'll do a big roundup because there's a lot of stuff going on. So we'll do a roundup next week. Probably. Unless who knows? Who knows what might happen between now and then, Maureen? Well, actually, I know what's going to happen. You're going to have a birthday party. Well, you could get a pony and ride it around your hallway. Maybe I'll get some delivery ice cream. Get a pony ride. Get ice cream. Yum, yum. From my basement in Chicago. I'm Dan Sinker. From my birthday, it's Maureen Johnson. Bing yeah. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. No, it's you. okay. It's fine. You don't have to. Happy I'm birthday, really hungry. Maureen Johnson. Thank you. Okay, we can go. This has been Says Who. It's pretty good. That was my gift to you. Oh, that's great. Thank you. Oh, I loved it. Happy birthday!